0: the Orlando Magic a whole lot more back at it tonight. I'm excited to head, I'm, ve- I'm I am legitimately excited to head to the arena tonight. It is the one positive of having this splintered lineup is that it's like uh like I celebrate Hanukkah. This is a good example. For these Christmas celebrators out there, you won't yeah. understand this because you wake up in the morning and it's all, and I want. It's all just right there. You just get it all. Yeah. This you get to stagger it. The magic season is like Hanukkah. You know, you get a, you get a gift, and then you gotta wait. But then, but then you get another one, and then you gotta wait. Now, sometimes you get socks, but <laughs> sometimes you get some of those nights. Sometimes like, it's Mo Wagner coming <laughs> back, and not not the lead guard, right? Exactly. But tonight is a solid night of Hanukkah. Or <laughs> <laughs> that's the way that would describe this. I uh, yeah, I mean that is. It's like the the season takes on these new forms uh, throughout the year. We haven't even gotten to Christmas yet. You know, the naysayers out there, the the cash basketball fan, will say that the season doesn't even start until Christmas. It's so true. Technically, this is all a gravy period. Uh, but either way, excited to have Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony back. Very curious to see what that looks like.
1: It's always fun to have a a new wrinkle, you know, and it, and it gives you hope as a fan base. Like, well, maybe now that we have these two guards. That'll just change everything and allow everybody to play their game and yeah. all of a sudden it clicked for the Magic. When we look at the twenty two, twenty three champion DVD, the Orlando Magic, it's with <laughs> Mark Fultz and Cole Anthony came back. Obviously, I'm I'm kidding. I don't, you know, championship. I'm looking for I a would, playing appearance. Look, That'd be huge. I'd buy the DVD. I haven't bought a DVD in a hot minute, a but I'd buy, I'd buy that DVD. Yeah, that's basically like a cliche at this point, <laughs> saying the DVD. It's not even a real thing. Although my mom did, I visited my mom over Thanksgiving break, and she said she just got a DVD player, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, big back in the game? or yeah, <laughs> said it stopped working right away, but I was like, I didn't even realize they still made it. I don't think they do. I think those are the leftovers. Those, those are The ones they're
0: selling are the leftover DVD players. It's called an Amazon
1: Fire Stick now.
0: Right, exactly. (laughs) It's disappointing because that used to be such a that was such a go that was a go to gift item. If you couldn't think of what to get someone, just get them a DVD. DVD. Or C D. And CDs now what am I going to cool do? Too.
1: What am I going to do now? Buy you a song on Apple? I mean, it's not <laughs> the same. Speaking of uh, streaming services, uh, Spotify just came out their year in review. It's a little early. We still got December to go. I, I
0: saw that. I was like, did my is the date
1: wrong? Because usually they do that at the last week of the year. I think something's up. I looked at the playlist they gave me. My most listened to songs. I I would disagree. Everything <laughs> I've listened to in the past three month, uh, months I've beaten to death. And none of those songs are on there. So, at any rate, I digress. Very happy for the Magic to have a new wrinkle in the yes. lineup and, and, like, just guard play. They haven't had anyone to take pressure off Franz and Palo. Now you get kind of two completely different style of guards. Pass first guy and Fultz, score first guy and Cole. And, uh, you know, we'll see how they complement. Should work out. I think Markel Fultz should start tonight. Yeah. I think he should be the starting guard.
0: Even though he's coming back off of injury and hasn't played in the wild, it's usually a bench spot for a right. guy. But I think they just have to get right, right, go right back to it. Cole Anthony off the bench. So I have my my projected starting five. I liked it. Markel Fultz,
1: Gary Harris, Paolo Bincaro, Franz Wagner, Bull Bull. Right. As long as Wendell's out, you got to go Bull at the five. And it does make you think when Wendell does come back uh, and if Fultz becomes a fixture in the starting lineup, where does that leave Bull. I guess you go Franz at the two, Palo at the three, bowl at the four, but I do kind of like Gary Harris in the starting lineup, just as a four spacer.
0: Yeah, they need somebody that can knock down threes, so we'll discuss that throughout the course of the show. The College Football Playoff Committee has spoken, no surprise as to who is at the top of the heap here. We kind of knew what the top four would look like. Georgia one, Michigan two. I'm not surprised the committee put it in that order, because Georgia's the... De- the de facto—I mean, they didn't win the championship, but you know, like they're—they're they're sort of treated like that. Like you got to knock them off if they're going to be dropped from anywhere beyond one. So, Michigan at two, TCU at three, USC at four—three twelve and 12-0 teams. USC's only lost this year's to Utah, and they play Utah again in the conference title game this coming Friday. Before we get to the nitty-gritty here, any issue with the order? Does it matter to you at all? As far as the, how that's listed,
1: well, I like Georgia at one. I think Michigan got the biggest win of the weekend, so that makes sense that they're two. And then uh, it just turns out that TCU and USC are kind of next in line. Do I think they're overall better than like an Ohio State or even like an Alabama? I'm not even totally sure, but based on resume and merit, I, I can see why they're at 3 4.
0: I'm a little worried we're going to get a really bad national championship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I think that no matter how this shakes out, And I want to get to how it could possibly shake out some disruptions that could be caused. But I I think that most likely, unless something just, you know, kind of weird happens, Georgia's going to end up playing someone, and it's going to be a route. I don't think we're going to get a good national title game this year. Heavyweight
1: versus lightweight is what it's going to feel like. Georgia's a heavyweight, and I don't see anyone else around there. Michigan might be able to... Become a heavyweight maybe, but everybody else feels pretty lightweight compared to them being a heavyweight. So Alabama, Ohio
0: State, and Tennessee are on the outskirts, and I see this going one of three ways. Either this is going to end very predictably, which is all of them win their conference title games, everybody's good, order doesn't change, and that's what you have now that's the college football playoff. It'll be Georgia versus USC, Michigan versus TCU, winners move on. The messy is the other option here. Some combination of TCU and USC lose this weekend. They both have really tough matchups. TCU playing Kansas State. Kansas State's tough. Yeah, That's not an easy out. TCU's only favored by two and a half. USC going up against Utah. They already lost to Utah. And Utah's actually gotten better since they last played. So that's not an easy matchup for USC either. USC minus three. So the odds makers tell you these games are going to be close. And uh, both of those opponents are that's what that 's what they 're living for at this point is knocking those teams out of the playoff. The underwhelming would be and you can you could make a serious case. I heard Mark Daniels this morning making the case that all these teams lose and they still get in because these really are the, because and I thought it was a really good point you would be penalizing these teams for making it to the conference title game because the teams that would jump them are only jumping them because they're sitting idle for a week. Alabama's not playing this weekend. Tennessee's not playing this weekend. Ohio State's not playing this weekend. So unless you're going to swap out for the teams that do win the conference, and those teams are pretty far back. Like Kansas State's at 10. Are you going to jump up from 10 into the top four? That's just not really the way that they vote. Uh, Utah's at eleven. Are they going to jump all the way from eleven into the top four if they beat USC? Probably not. So, would you really? Let's say Michigan loses to Purdue. That's a pretty bad loss, even though it's yeah. a conference title well, game. You can't
1: take them out of the top four,
0: right? Well, what if Georgia loses to LSU?
1: Well, y- they won't. Do? Well, they, <laughs> they won't. But I mean, if the they simple did, answer is that is crazy. Not,
0: it's probably not going to happen. Even USC, like,
1: you know, right
0: so if does a two loss USC that play that happened to get to their conference title game
1: not deserve to be in the top 4 more than Ohio State. It's a good point. I mean and this is why I kind of dislike college football because it's just such a weird format. College basketball makes so much more sense. Do not like the format. However, uh you know, George just off the top I test. It's one of those things where like Georgia if this was college basketball, they're an obvious one seed, and they're the number one overall one seed. And that's what they will be in this, because they're not going to lose to LSU. But after that, yeah, I mean, I test, feel Michigan beats Ohio State. They've had the season they've had. That feels like that alone, no matter what happens this weekend, gets them in. And then really, TCU and USC have been really good stories in college football this year. Year one of Lincoln Riley, bringing over Caleb Williams, getting it done and then TCU's kind of been that one of those programs knocking on the door for a while. Yeah. Just haven't been able to get past that threshold. Here they are, and then, you know, Big 12 vibes, that sort of thing. Interesting. So I guess I'm cool with it. I still feel like Alabama should just be entitled to be involved because <laughs> that's who they are. Ratings, uh, Nick Saban, Bryce Young, all of that. But, yeah, that's an interesting point. I guess that is weird to think where teams could be sitting idle and then potentially gain ground. We'll see if it actually happens. If if one of those teams loses, UCF, uh, USC, and and um, where uh, USC and TCU, TCU the Horn yeah. Frogs, yeah. And and those aren't gimmies for them. So it's no, like, not at all. I
0: mean, they could. Both of those teams could very easily be knocked off. It would be a shock if Georgia lost. It would be a shock if Michigan lost because of their opponents. But the other two, and and here we go then discrediting a team that made it to their conference championship game and played against a legitimate opponent. On right. top of it, it's not like they just lost. I actually think I would make I can make a better case for if Georgia or Michigan lose, they should be bumped out because of the teams they're losing to. Where losing to Kansas State is not that's not a bad loss.
1: Right, but it is a loss nonetheless and you're talking about the game of college football. It's funny this is like either a great argument for just keeping it to team national championship and forgetting the playoff altogether, or the complete opposite, where it's like, well, since TCU and USC are kind of in the same ballpark as all these other schools that are knocking on the door, then just open it all the way up. But that I mean, yes, four is I'm just, just a, such an awkward number. You're hundred percent right. And
0: I've been I've been doing this now for I think I'm on like year eleven. So I've been having this conversation. that predates the college football playoffs. And, and, And so I've been in long enough to experience both, but not so long that I forgot what the conversation was like. We argue way more about college football's national championship now that they allow more teams than we did when they allowed less teams. And I think of it like this. Here's the analogy is I am having a house party and I am inviting only my two best friends. That's it. Yeah. Well, then I decide, you know what? I think we need some more people at the party. So I open up the door, and there's a crowd of people outside. (laughs) And I go, "Uh, you three. And then all of a sudden, these people that were just sort of chilling outside are pissed. That we let those three in because then like, the, why did you bring in those? Yeah, exactly. Well, no, we, under- sense, we understand why those two are in the house. Yeah, well, you we don't understand why nice these fam. three are getting.
1: You <laughs> don't understand it. Who are these three randos? It's
0: uh, I guess the the cleaner. This is something that people actually experience is the, the inviting people to a wedding. Right. If you have a destination wedding, I, I and I'm on the outskirts of your life. I'm going to a wedding in January. My friend, uh, my friend Mike, he's in our. Super oh yeah, yeah! Shout Mike out
1: Mike Fabozzi, yeah, double Z's with Mike involved. It's, okay, yeah, great it's a guy.
0: Shout out to Mike Fabozzi if you are listening. I'm going to his wedding in January. It's here in Orlando. If he was having it in Jamaica, I wouldn't expect to get invited. But but here, I would expect to get invited. Interesting, yeah, so, yeah. So like it, and so there would be a debate there. And yeah. so there, that is exactly what this is. We have opened up the door just enough so that people could get angry. I think you're exactly right. It's a great case for both. It's a great case for just leave it at two. It's a great great case for expansion. And we're always going to lean towards expansion because expansion means more money. It means more games. It more means more games that
1: matter and things that we can be entertained by. Right. Four is just such an awkward number. I mean, if you look back at last season, I do think Cincinnati was deserving. And look at some of the star power that well, at least Sauce Gardner everybody else is kind of still waiting to get their chance. but the, And they didn't match up very well against Alabama. But before that game was played, like, resume-wise, all that, a team from the AAC was, like, deserving sort of to get in. I thought they were a really good team for this conference. Uh, but, but the game just did not play well. And then, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, Michigan, I thought that Michigan team could have put on a better display. But Georgia was, like, historically good. So you know, I I would hope that we get better games than last year. That's like all I'm asking yeah. for and hoping for. It is sort of funny because it, if you look at the years
0: that UCF UCF had, they kind of went undefeated the wrong year. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Cincinnati yeah. made it to the college football playoff last year. If that UCF team was imported into this season and one, oh, yeah. I don't think they'd be in the top four now. But we would be having that conversation about them if TCU or USC were to lose. You'd be like, oh, here's what you do. You put UCF in. 100%. So. They just did it the wrong year. 100%. Com- coming up next, Luca Magic was in full effect last night. We'll chat about what he pulled off after this.